0: At like seven thirty, and then it was pouring
1: rain until I know. like uh, nine o'clock. I just walked back in the house and got shorts this morning. Or oh, you're not wearing them now, are you? No, I'm not. Okay, I could have. We're
0: gonna have Pat Hammer on to give you your Sunday weather later on in this uh radio show. It is the Friday Extra Point Show here on a Buffalo Football Friday here on WGR. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Football Friday presented by Tops Markets. Score big savings and elevate. Your food game. We'll have Sean McDermott about an hour from now. So we'll make sure we get out to, on time to make sure we're here because he's going to have a media session with the rest of the Buffalo media at 1115. But we'll get him right before that at 11 o'clock. We'll get an injury update. Injury starting to look a little bit, you know, better, trending better, I guess, for some of the names. Everybody limited yesterday. I don't think I've ever seen that. Six names, all limited. Bam, 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 bam. Like that. Yeah. So we'll get an update, see if he's going to declare anybody out. When you're all limited like that, it might just be, hey, we'll see how it goes today and tomorrow. Bills-Jets, 425 p.m. on Sunday at Highmark Stadium. We have not spent much time talking about the Jets because, I mean, the the, the news really is more macro this week, right? It's the -hmm. offensive coordinator change. And I'd even say now, after last night, it even becomes more macro, Joe, because, boy. I I mean, as compared to four or five days ago... Mm -hmm. The AFC looks way more wide open today because of Deshaun Watson's injury and Joe Burrow's injury. And obviously to an extent a little bit Mark Andrews not going to really, you know, the, the Ravens uh they're they're, they're Ravens, looking really Ravens good, be fine. Yeah. yeah. But really the two quarterbacks Joe Burrow last night, they're saying sprained wrist. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson who's going to have shoulder surgery, he's out for the season. We know that. The AFC looks a lot different now, and this game becomes even more okay. All right, hey, you're in this thing. In fact, I saw something this uh, the other day that said maybe last night, if the Bills win this game against the Jets, and the Cardinals can somehow beat the Texans, which is not a, obviously not an easy task. Texans playing well, but you the never Cardinals know, Cardinals won last week and Murray's debut could happen. If that happens, the Bills are actually in the seventh seed after this weekend. They could just be in a playoff spot yeah. by by Monday morning, right? <laughs> which is wild compared to what we were
1: thinking. Yeah. Just five days ago, it feels open to me. It feels open. I don't know that the bills have it in them to put the run together needed um they got to win the games, but they have a shot here because man, the Bengals without burrow. see them after he Jake Browning went in like they can't do much Th- that team survives with its quarterback, so the wrist I guess it's a wrist did anyone else think it was his elbow when he grabbed it? He throws that pass it's a non contact arm injury if you will but he was already maybe injured he had a wrist brace on so that would point to okay his wrist was already screwed up um I don't know what we're looking at for timeline could that be the season could he be back this week I that next week I don't know he couldn't grip a football he couldn't grip a football on the sidelines so if he's out multiple weeks and with this they have a tough schedule they already have five conference losses they already have the same record as the bills at five and five. They could drop out of this thing in a hurry. And, yeah, Cleveland... I'm a little more confident Cleveland can overcome their quarterback injury because the drop-off isn't as much. And their defense is a lot better than Cincinnati's. So, maybe Cleveland can, but... This is part of the frustration. Look at look at the quarterbacks that could be playing above the Bills that are in the way for getting a playoff spot. Jake Browning, potentially. Aiden O'Connell. Gardner Minshew... Dorian Thompson Robinson mm-hmm. and Kenny Pickett. Those five quarterbacks, oh, all of those guys are gettable. All of those guys are gettable. Any one of those guys making the playoffs is, man, I can't believe they made the playoffs with so and so. Cause it's backups. The one guy that I'm left out there is CJ Stroud. That that wouldn't be like, oh, how did they make it? Like they would have made it because of Stroud. But yeah, it's there. You just gotta win your you gotta win your games. And now ten and seven, as we pointed out yesterday in the odds. With the Bengals losing Burrow and losing that game last night, every every day that passes this week, it's like, okay, yeah, 10-7 and might be enough to do it.
0: So somebody asked me yesterday, and I said, no, 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 no. no. We're not there yet. Should the Bills, should Bills fans root for Miami to actually win? Because that would give the Raiders a loss. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not. Because here's why. If the Raiders or any team, if the Miami Dolphins, like, here's what has to happen, folks. The Bills have to have one more win than the Dolphins between now and the time they play. One more. yeah, And then that game would be for everything. For right. the division. Right. If the Bills have one more win between now and that week 18, yep. then Miami Dolphins, how many games are left? Seven? Seven. So if the Bills go, and the Bills actually have seven, Miami has six. All right? If the Bills, right? I'd have to play it out, but you get the point. The Bills yep. have yep. one more win. So let's say this week, Bills win, Dolphins lose somehow, Right there, you're right there. That You're basically even with them again in the division. you you already beaten them. You're a half game behind because you beat them head-to-head. So it is not time to say, okay, just let Miami take the division. Worry about everybody else in the wild card. That could happen down the road if you lose a couple games. That could happen. We're not there
1: yet. And honestly, I guess if they beat the Dolphins, maybe this would change for me. I'm not really that worried about the Raiders. The Raiders have a tough schedule. A lot of people have a tough schedule. They have two games left against the Chiefs. And O'Connell, I think they are living off the high of they got a new coach that just came in, and the Jeff Saturday effect. The Colts won a game with Jeff Saturday last year. Yes. Um, I think they're living off that high a little bit with Antonio Pierce. And one of those wins, remember, is against the Giants, who just cannot execute anything right now. So, yeah, I'm not really that worried about the Raiders. If it had been Dolphins and... Browns or Dolphins and Steelers, okay, may I'd be willing to then have a conversation about it. I'd probably still end up with you root against the Dolphins, but I'm not worried about the Raiders. If if to me, if the Bills if the Bills are still fighting with the Raiders at the end, like I don't think you're making it anyway. Because I, I don't really think the Raiders are real in this race. I think they'll fall out of it. So I'm rooting for the Raiders. 803-0550,
0: 550 If you'd like to join us here. On the extra point show, I'd like to kind of talk about that and bounce around the league a little bit because of what happened. Bounce around the AFC. We also have to get into Bills Jets. I haven't. I need to do this. I was going to pull it up before we got on, Joe. But it is just wild to me how the Bills and Josh Allen, particularly, have struggled against the Jets defense. You know, you compare like what Josh has done against the Dolphins, of course, or even the Patriots and Bill Belichick yep. and all the great numbers he's put up. But Josh against this defense, Josh against the Jets, is just weird to me. How they have. How he has struggled against them.
1: Well, this year, this year it should. I mean, in the past, I guess you could say that, and I, I would too, because um, they have had his number for. I mean, twenty twenty one, they put forty five up on the Jets, and since then, there's really no success offensively to the Bills' defense and to Allen's defense about week one. Nobody has had a good game against the Jets this year, except you could say that about. Like I'm looking right now. Quarterbacks against the Jets this year, by passer rating, there's one good performance and one so-so performance, and that's like it. Dak Prescott, against the Jets, this defense this year, he went 31 of 38, 255 yards and two touchdowns. By rating, that's the best performance anyone's had against the Jets defense. The second best, Think of it, this is how good the Jets defense has been. They have played Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. The second-best performance against that defense this year was Russell Wilson throwing for 190 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. They held Herbert to 136. They held Mahomes to 203, one touchdown, two picks. They held Allen to 236 with a touchdown and three picks. And Hurts Hertz put up yardage, 280, but he threw three picks, including that one that lost them the game at the end. So that is Hurts, Allen, Mahomes, Herbert. Four of the best quarterbacks in the league – and Salah None. said, Salah, remember Salah's comment, we've embarrassed some of the best quarterbacks? Right. And he's right. He's right. So that there is a defense there for Allen, which is why I don't have a ton of confidence that the Bills are just going to score a bunch of points. But, man, the psyche for the fan base. We all, well, really, all kind of need it yeah. for them to just go off on the Jets. That's right. It's really the
0: last four contests against the Jets he struggled because before that, believe it or not, he had three straight 300-yard games. Two of them during COVID. Remember the COVID year, the opening game in Buffalo when the Bills, that was like, oh my God, this offense, look at this. They just destroyed the Jets. 312 yards, two touchdowns. In fact, Joe, wasn't that the first 300-yard game in forever for the Bills, that first game? COVID, 2020? I think that was the was first... Was that the one? Yeah, because 19, he he didn't have any in 19. Oh, Josh, okay. I don't think he had any in 19. You so, might be right. They certainly didn't have any eighteen and seventeen. I think okay. You have to no, go back yeah, to that, that, that tie really, overtime game, right? Thinking back, I think the Jet. I think you're right about it. It,
1: it was the yes, Jets. It was
0: three twelve, and then the next week was the four fifteen game in Miami when he just lit him up, and he's played at MVP level, and that's how they started the COVID year. So the Jets, so the Jets have been a riddle for Josh Allen. They've been a riddle for the Buffalo Bills offense. That's why this week, I, I got to tell everybody. Like I think that. I think you have to almost temper expectations on what the offense can do, and it's about kind of just getting there. Just get to the finish line. Just get enough points. Yeah, I want to see some wrinkles. I want to see better production. Of course, you don't want to see the interceptions, the fumbles, the turnovers, things like that. You'd love to see a 40-point game. That is, to me, just unrealistic. If you get to 24 against this
1: team, it might be a really good job by Joe Brady, to be quite honest with you. I would agree with that. Again, like looking at their season, the Cowboys put up 31. That's it nobody nobody else has a good had has had a good day against that defense so yeah if you want to play the game of like would you take 24 i would take 24 i i think i think 24 against this defense would restore a good amount of confidence that brady is going to help out here and the turnovers are going to go away and you know we get into downfield a little bit later like hopefully there's at least can i get one explosive play in this game from the bills offense even against this defense um just do enough to get to into the 20s. Because you're at a point now where you're like, yeah, I agree. It's it's about just get the win in the standings, stay alive here, and try to climb your way back in over some backup quarterbacks to get into the playoffs. And what will it take to to outscore Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson's terrible. He's terrible. Just don't... I mean, what what are these two games the last time they've played? What did Wilson need to do? He needed to get to like 19 points. Like if that's the bar, just set the bar a little too high for him. That's it. He won't get there. That offense will not get right. there. Twenty four points, if that's the bar you want to set. I got I know the Bills defense is banged up, but they're getting some pieces back and they've been holding their own against some better offenses than this. I I, I do not believe for a second that Zach Wilson can put up twenty five points on this Bills defense. I say that knowing that Mac Jones did, but I I still have a lot of confidence that the Jets won't. Well, the Jets overall do not have good numbers
0: stopping the run. I think that's a big piece of what you just said. I think teams are attacking them like that. Let's just slow the game down. Don't we? We can be okay here. We can we can bleed it out. We can kick field goals. They're not going to score a lot of points. Even the Raiders last week. In fact, the Jets. I'm looking right now. mm,
1: I had that. I can get that pretty quickly for you because I already had the passing yards open. Yes. Let's just do it by rushing yards. Yes. All right. Players with eh, there's a lot of good success here. Barkley went for 128 mm-hmm. on the Jets. To be fair, he had 36 carries. Josh Jacobs, yeah, 116, over four yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Pacheco, 115, he averaged six yards a carry. Zeke, anyone watch Zeke Elliott this year? See how slow he looks? He averaged five yards a carry, 80 yards against the Jets. So, yeah, I'm looking through it, and, like, Pollard didn't have a great day, but almost every other running back they've played has had a pretty solid day. And if I, I'm looking at this right,
0: it says the Jets have allowed teams have attempted 290 rushing yard, rushing attempts against the Jets. That's very very high in the league. So teams are approaching them like that, saying okay. what you just said. Hey, just run the ball. Don't make mistakes. They're not going to. The Bills didn't do that the first time they played. They had Aaron Rodgers go out, and then of course Josh Allen threw interceptions. They could have played that game differently. They didn't. Eight zero three zero five fifty eight 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 Brian and Arcade starts us off here on WGR on the Extra Point Show. Go ahead, Brian.
2: Hey, guys. It's kind of a carryover topic from the previous show, uh, but I wanted to say – I mean, a lot of film reviews um, that I've seen, the all-22s. I mean, O'Sullivan's put one out. You've got Warner's put one out. Greg Cosell's obviously talked about this. And I talked after week one against the Jets, it looks like there's a personnel mismatch between Allen and the receiving core that we have. Namely, you know, Allen does want to throw down the field, and largely he's got a lot of small possession receivers that don't separate and seemingly the Bills continue to give him running backs and tight ends to throw to, not that Kincaid is poor. And so, you know, when I hear Greg Cosell last night talking with Doug Farrar, this is not a talented offense. Um, this is not a particularly hard offense to stop athletic-wise. And then you, on, then you throw on the high-low uh, schemes of Dorsey towards the sidelines. You know, he said it became very predictable. So that generally matches, I guess, the eye test, I would say. And, and uh, you know, the film review breakdowns. I guess my point would be mm-hmm. that, is it that shocking that we're here? I, it's not to me. I mean, the highest organic drafted Bills receiver in the Josh Allen era is 128th overall Gabe Davis. And then everything else is below that. And the highest, you know, wide receiver investment that they've made in the draft is Zay Jones, in the second round in the McDermott era, so I get the big thing, but yeah. I do think that you need an organic playmaker mm-hmm. with some athletic abilities that can take the top off. We yeah. are suffocated down low in a compressed offense, as Zolofsky has said.
1: I I think I think a lot of that is true. Where I like like the big play point, I think you need one of two things. I'm not sure you need both, but you got to have one of the two. Because I do believe Allen at his core wants to push the ball down the field and that is not happening this year. You need one of two. You either need receivers that can separate organically as you said and Diggs can do that. I question whether Gabe Davis can do that. The problem is though he kind of has in the past which is why I want to think that it's in there but Hardy has not been a good experiment so far and Sherfield same thing like these guys are just kind of guys and haven't made big impacts so yeah like who are the guys... Allen wants to throw the ball down the field. Who's getting open by themselves down the field? Diggs can do it, but I wonder if Davis can do it. All right, so if I don't have that, then I think I need a, a coordinator to help in that regard. Find a way... And Dorsey, I don't know what he was trying to to open that up, or even if he was, but is there a, an answer? Does Joe Brady think there's an answer to, okay, Gabe Davis, why is he not consistent? Why is he not producing a big way? Because the thing he does best is... is catch the ball down the field so figure out why is that not happening because that is the Gabe Davis play it has been for his entire career and I don't know that there is one but is there an answer to I'm going to get Gabe Davis unlocked down the field because that to me is what the quarterback at his core really wants to do and yeah like Maybe you won't have as many turnovers. Maybe he won't try to force a ball to Deontay Hardy down the field as often if, well, on two drives ago, he hit Davis for 40 yards. I mean, that, that to me is where I'm at with, like, does, does Brady have that capacity to, I don't have the, I'm not getting Zay Flowers. I'm not getting these receivers that they could have drafted or I'm not getting Beckham, whatever they could have done in the past. That's not happening right now. So it's got to come from the coordinator. Um, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't I think you just have to you know try to slow play your way and do what they were trying at the beginning of the season with a limit the mistakes and win that way but the only way you're getting peak Allen and peak Bills offense the rest of the way I think is if Brady finds a way to open up Davis down the field
0: yeah Brian I think the 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 thing you raise what you're talking about is really a kind of what we've all talked about nationally with like Aaron Rodgers right in Green Bay and you're saying the same thing here locally that hasn't gone to the swell but we're getting there right what you're saying Brian is definitely something we've talked about now I would in defense if you will if I want to use that word they have spent some money in free agency, not a ton. John Brown, Cole Beasley—that was a year where they brought guys in. He did spend a first-round pick on Stephon Diggs, but I get it, and I understand what you're saying. Draft one, develop one, rookie contract. These guys are putting up big numbers. Young. It's almost like yeah, it's almost like having your quarterback on a rookie contract when you can have a Justin Jefferson on your rookie contract, right?
2: Yeah, and I think you know uh, to get specific on that. I mean, Kurt Warner, when, in his view. Uh, uh, he had the all twenty-two diagram twelve plays, seven of the twelve that just uh, when I watched it, static shotgun, no motion. Yeah, you know, and so you know, and then so then a lot of these have high-low concepts, and so the checkdowns are there. I mean, if Allen would take checkdowns, yes, he could take the four yards, and this leads into the twelve-play eighty-yard drive that we need to go on, but. Yeah, there's not a lot of combination routes outside. It, it, everything is kind of forced to the outside. And then, yeah, when you still shot at different times, I mean, McDermott talks about taking your eyes to where the coverage is and then making the right throw. There just isn't a lot of separation. I mean, I think Gabe Davis, yeah. I saw next-gen stats, he's at 1.1 yards per separation uh, on, on a route this year. So, yeah, I think we are kind of analogous to the Chargers where – um you know, Greg Cosell has said uh, Stephen Diggs is a high-level possession receiver without a vertical component. I think I think Diggs has got a little bit more vertical speed than that. Yeah. But to me, the point is still, we, we, we're we like Keenan Allen, and then the Chargers just don't have that deep speed either. And so you've seen a rocket arm quarterback chained to a— They know, do have a guy with a lot
0: of speed they got, Deontay Hardy. They don't use him. Guyton. <laughs> right? They, they have Deontay Hardy. They don't use him. And I'll also say this. And, Brian, we're going to let you go, buddy, just because we have to move on. But I'm going to also say this. Thanks for the phone call, by the way. That's get- getting connected with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com for the new Kia Forte Sportage and Telluride. Joe, the interception that Josh threw right before halftime? Yeah. Horrible route by Deontay Hardy. I'm not yeah. putting it on Deontay Hardy. Josh
1: should not have thrown the ball. But it was a bad route. It was a bad was route. A bad route. You, sub- he you rounded to, it. You're, like, supposed to push the got- the safety in. And kinda? come back
0: towards the ball a little bit? Like, yeah. dig it back. Dig it back towards right. it. He rounded it. And gave an opportunity for a great athlete to jump in front of him. Right. That was a horrible route. That's not on Josh. I mean, that's not. It's not absolving Josh from the throw. Right. Or the decision. He telegraphed it. But when you have, right. when when you have Deontay Hardy, you're not using his vertical threat, and then Deontay Hardy gets on the field and he has to he run this that. route, and he does that.
1: Right. How can you trust him? That's right. And that might be a big reason why. Even with I, I want to make sure I get the number right, but I'm I'm pretty sure I saw this number. Even with Trent Sherfield not playing like almost the entire game. Right. Hardy played four snaps, right? Did he? Did he even go back in the game after that? Like the coaching staff. Good question.
0: The coaching staff might have saw that. that. That's a good question. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls. Sean McDermott at eleven a.m. Pat Hammer at eleven thirty here on WGR. A lot more to get to. AFC talk. Sabers play tonight as well. We'll talk about that a little bit here on the Extra Point Show.